Am I the asshole for making our daughter, 17 female, clean out our horse's stalls against her will? Am I the asshole for injuring my sister's horse? I honestly, I don't want to speak about this girl anymore because she's really annoying me. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Blob the Cobcast with me, your host, Kate Lewis. And I can't believe we are on episode two and it's actually happening because I think the last time I posted any more than a single episode in any series across any of my social media platforms was Vlogmas in like 2018. And I think I actually got to day 16 of that Vlogmas, which was like a world record for me. And then I went a bit delusional from the lack of sleep and the effort of uploading that often and ended up posting Day 16 twice and then never uploaded a Vlogmas again that year. So we're off to a cracking start here with the uh, with the podcast. <laughs> I also just wanted to say a massive, massive thank you to everyone who has listened to the first episode of the pod. Honestly, I was a bit apprehensive coming into this, wondering whether you guys would enjoy it or not, but you guys have been amazing as usual and sent me some lovely, lovely messages as well with support and how much you've enjoyed the first episode. So of course that's motivated me to upload another one and I hope you guys enjoy this one because we are in for a treat today and I haven't seen anyone do an equestrian version of what we're doing today. So I hope you guys are gonna enjoy it and it's new to me as well. I have downloaded the app Reddit and we are gonna be specifically looking today at Am I the Arsehole Equestrian Edition. So I have listened to a few other podcasts that are non-equestrian related and heard them talk about the Am I the Arsehole things on Reddit an awful lot and I really enjoy listening to them, but I've never heard an equestrian version. So if you don't know what the Am I the Arsehole is, there is a thread on the app Reddit where you basically upload a situation that has happened in your life in which you could be deemed an asshole or not an asshole, and then you let the people of Reddit decide and cast their vote as to whether you were an asshole in that situation or whether you were in fact innocent and whoever else involved was an asshole or no one or both of you and on so on and so forth. So the Am I the Arseholes we're going to look at today are specifically equestrian related. And I'm just going to crack straight on with this because I am super excited and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. So Am I the Arsehole? Our first one. Horse belongs in the horse paddock, not all over the lawn. We have a five acre property, half is fenced for my wife's horse. This horse paddock has good green grass, dedicated water, and plenty of shade. Horse heaven. But it turns out the grass really is greener, so my lovely wife lets the horse free roam on the human half of the property, because it likes it. This causes two issues for me. First, there are horse divots all over the lawn, so I'm not sure why I fight with our shitty ride-on mower every second weekend to keep it looking acceptable. Second, if I want to drive anywhere, I have to drive up to the front gate, stop the car, get out, open the gate, get back in the car, drive forward, stop the car, get out, close gate, and then repeat this process again on the way back. 
It drives me nuts, mostly because I feel underappreciated. I've told her how much this bothers me, but there's still horse shit next to my car. Also relevant, my wife is pregnant, so I suspect now is not the time to force this issue, hence sulking on the internet. Am I the arsehole? Okay, so we're starting off with a good one, and one I think a lot of us can relate to, um, especially his amazing description of having to get out of your car every time you have to open a gate and get back in, open and shut gates. I think that is just the bane of every horse owner and every livestock owner's day. Um, (laughs) I know there's plenty of times when I'm running around on the quad bike having to open gates constantly. I know it is a pain in the arse, but yeah, I do also feel like I wonder if it's a safe location to be doing that in because depending on the horse, I know when I'm opening and closing gates around my horses and trying to get vehicles in and out, they can often come across and try to make a runner out of the gate, as um, a lot of animals often do. And it doesn't actually say where they live, you know, in respect to roads and things like that, whether it's actually safe to have just a single gate there rather than a double gate or... I mean, even an electric gate, if it's too slow closing, could be just as dangerous. But I do understand it from both sides. I understand he's obviously a guy who cares about his lawn and stuff and how how everything looks. To me, when I'm with my horses and things, if the horse needs to be in a certain field, it will go in that field regardless of how it makes that field look. Um... So, like in the winter, we have a field that's outside near our house and we still turn the horses out on it in the winter, even though it gets horse divots all over the lawn and stuff. It's just something you have to deal with with livestock. But I do understand his frustration because if you are someone who cares a lot about how the property looks, that is incredibly frustrating, especially when he's obviously put this horse paddock in with his wife, thinking that that is the only place the horse will be. So to be losing his lawn and not really being able to do much about it. I can understand his frustration, but I do also understand it from the wife's point of view, because if you are a mad horsewoman, like I'm sure most of us listening to this podcast are, then you're going to want the best for your horse. And seeing your horse roam around freely and be around the house is the dream for so many equestrian people. And you know, just to be able to look out your window or go to your door and have them come across for treats and stuff and just be right near you all the time is so lovely. And if she's in a setting where she's able to achieve that, then I understand her wanting to give that a go. I just wonder if there's a compromise that they could make to make it work for both of them. Um, Because I think... If you installed like a double gate um, of like electric gates or just a single electric gate, depending on how well behaved the horse is, then that could definitely be a win for the husband because he's obviously very bothered about the faff of having to leave and re-enter the property via the gate how it is currently. So I think if they were able to fix that, that's going to help him a lot. But the wife is also pregnant too, so... I wouldn't be so hasty to just throw the horse back in its paddock because the horse obviously makes her happy and he doesn't say in the post how the pregnancy's going. A lot of people when they're pregnant can have 
issues where they're not really able to go that far or she's just really far along in her pregnancy and she's not able to to do an awful lot so having your horse something that means the absolute world to you so close to you can be really important so I do appreciate that he's he he says she is pregnant and that's why he's not gonna force the issue further so I I appreciate that he's not gonna stress her out while she's pregnant which is nice to hear thank goodness but I do think it is definitely something they both need to have a discussion about at some point when the time is right um but yeah I think this guy also just needs to learn to love the horse a bit more because (laughs) from my point of view I'm I'm probably a little bit more team wife I understand where the husband is coming from but just because I'm horse mad as well so I know what I would be like in that situation and I'd probably do the same thing and I do think in terms of the horse like going to the toilet all over the driveway and stuff she definitely needs to when she can be um you know in regard to a pregnancy she needs to get more involved in the cleanup and stuff if this is something that's going to go on so there are some comments as well so someone has commented not the arsehole and this sounds absurd not to mention dangerous for the horse can you get electric gates at least um brackets not electric like a fence but rather automatic gates like a, like garage doors so that was a comment that I sort of made as well in respect to this because I think I think the electric gates would just solve a lot of his problems. Um, so I, I think that would solve half his issues that he mentioned in his post. So I think an electric gate is definitely the way to go. Um, someone else commented, it's sounding like you have just the one horse. Horses are herd animals and need social interaction with other horses. Although it has feed, water and room in the horse paddock, it doesn't have the social enrichment and perhaps your wife is letting it free roam to try and provide some sort of enrichment. So that's actually a really good point. So obviously it's no sort of switch just having a human companion to you know, it's not bettering having a horse companion, an equine companion, or some kind of like sheep or goats or something like that to keep your horse company. But it would make sense if she is allowing her horse to, um, to wander around the house and stuff. So it's a bit closer to the people. It's seeing more people during the day and it isn't, it isn't so alone basically. So I, I think I do see, I do see the point there. Um, But yeah, he has posted an edit as well. He says, Really appreciate everyone's thoughts and perspectives. I guess seeing the horse wandering about brings her joy, which is important. An automatic gate is in the works. We'll put it on the front burner. So I think that's a good ending to that post because he's obviously going to get his electric gate and he does understand and see it from her point of view. It sounds like it is something that makes her very happy, which I'm sure it would for most equestrians in that position. So I'm glad to see that they found some kind of compromise and I don't think he's the arsehole and Reddit has also deemed him not the arsehole. I don't think either of them are the arsehole. I think they just need to communicate and come up with a solution that fits them both, which seems to be what they're doing now. So yeah, I think that's a good place to leave that first one. Okay, so moving on to the next one. Am I the arsehole for making our daughter, 17 female, clean out our horse's stalls against her will? We recently got two horses. My younger daughter, 13 female, wanted them as she's been learning to ride. My older daughter, 17 female, was against them. She's much more 
princessy and didn't want to deal with the mess and chores that come with horses, but we told her it wouldn't be something she'd have to deal with and that her younger sister promised to take care of it all. Well, recently the older daughter has been disrespectful at home and staying out too late and her grades have been slipping. We warned her to shape up, but last week when we heard that she'd been needlessly insulting to her younger sister while I was out running errands, I told her that she'd be cleaning out the stable each day for the next week as punishment and that her sister would get a break. She got really upset and offended and said we promised she'd never have to go in there or have to scoop horse poop. I said I promised it wouldn't be one of your chores, of course, but obviously a punishment is supposed to be something outside of your normal chores and something you won't like. And I thought it was perfectly fair here. She's been doing it for three days now, but seems to be very resentful of our broken promise, acting very disgusted and keeps begging to get out of the rest of it. But I said I thought it's very fair and she's overreacting. Am I the asshole? Well, yeah, I think you are the asshole. Oh my gosh, this is awful. They even went out of their way to call her princessy, in quotation marks. Princessy. Just because she doesn't want to get involved in having horses and the chores that come along with them doesn't mean she's princessy. I mean... I don't particularly like cleaning up dog and cat poo, and I certainly wouldn't go out of my way to do it unless I really had to, you know, that's why I don't have a dog and uh, my cats are just part of the cat rescue that we have at home that my mum and dad care for, so I don't really have, like, cats as such either, it's more my family, so yeah, I I completely understand where she's coming from, and I'm not princessy. I muck out stables all the time and get involved with loads of other stuff, but some people just have certain jobs and things that they just don't want to do, and they made her a promise. And the younger sister also, it says, the younger sister promised to take care of it all. So that means they are the younger sister's responsibility, regardless of anything that happens. You know, it's her responsibility to look after those horses. She took them on, her responsibility, no one else's. Not even the mums or dads, unless they, you know, want to get involved or they've promised the younger sister that they'll help her. But it's definitely been made very clear that at the time of getting these two horses, the 17-year-old was against them and the family promised her that she wouldn't have to get involved. And I think there's so many other ways in which you can punish your child without making them do something that they're extremely uncomfortable with. She obviously is very, very uncomfortable with mucking out horses, which is understandable. I mean, for us as equestrians, it's something we just go and get on with, but we love horses and we're around them all the time and we know it's part of the jobs of having them. Whereas she was not interested in it at all. She didn't want anything to do with it and made it clear that it wasn't something she wanted to deal with at all and that she's uncomfortable with it. So I get that she's upset because they have broken their promise. I think they're definitely the asshole here and I think there's so many other ways in which they could have punished her. I mean, what she's 17 so depending on where she lives she could be learning to drive, she could have a car, she could be going to parties or you know have, I mean she obviously will have a phone I'd imagine um, or you know an iPad or a laptop or something like that. What about just grounding her or saying, well, you're going to miss a couple of driving lessons or you can't go out to this party or out with your friends or taking away her phone or her iPad for a couple of days or something. 
surely they're all valid solutions. It doesn't have to be a chore that's her punishment. So we have a few comments on here as well. Um, someone put, horses are a pretty big gift. Does your oldest child get the same treatment as your youngest child? It could be resentment building up and causing her to act out. And someone also said, I was wondering the same. And being forced to take care of a sister's huge gift will make resentment worse. And also calling her princessy. So, yeah, I completely agree. I think two horses, not just one horse, two horses, both for the younger sibling, it's a huge gift and a huge commitment too. Like, what did she get in return? Obviously, this post doesn't fill us in with what the older daughter has had gifted to her in the past. Maybe she has, like we said, maybe she has a car or something equally really nice. We don't know what she's into or what she does. So we can't really make the assumption that she doesn't get anything. But yeah, if if she... It certainly sounds and reads like the younger daughter has had an enormous gift and the older daughter hasn't had anything. So if that is the case, then it certainly could be resentment that's causing her to to lash out at her sister. I mean, if you thought your younger sister had all this, like, money and, you know, things being given to them by the parents that you didn't have an equivalent of, then you're gonna be pretty resentful. So... No, I think the parents are definitely the asshole in this circumstance. I think that they definitely should have stuck to their promise and the poor 17-year-old should, if she had to be punished, she should have been punished in a completely different way. And if I go up, we should be able to see what Reddit deemed as well. Yeah, so Reddit also deemed that the parents are the asshole in this circumstance and I completely agree. So let me know you guys as well, by the way what you guys think. So if you go onto my Instagram, you can send me a DM or I'll post some polls or something. I don't really know how to, how you can interact with podcasts other than through other sites. So we'll figure that out, out as we go, but it'll be really interesting to see what you guys think to some of these Am I the Arseholes as well. So please let me know. So moving on to the next one now, guys, and that is, am I the arsehole for injuring my sister's horse? <laughs> Okay, <laughs> let's go. So, yesterday I posted because there was a disagreement between me and my sister, 13, and 15. Oh, I think her sister is 13 and she's 15? No, her this is confusing. So, I think she's put... I think she's the 13-year-old and her sister is 15. And we still aren't speaking. She was busy today and mum asked me to lead in my sister's horse. My sister and mum share the horse. My sister wasn't happy, but she trusted mum and explicitly said, don't let me make his food because I messed up her horse's feed last time. I brought him in and hosed off and cleaned his feet, which were muddy from the field, and put him in the stable and waited for mum, who was driving five men's to pick me up, to pick up my skates and back. We had a deal that I would, would, would bring him in and clean his feet while she got my skates. I waited for five minutes and then decided to make his feed to save time because I wanted to go home. He has hay, muesli and a handful of pellet in his feed. I managed to get the pellet mixed up with dry sugar beets, which expands super fast when wet to four times the size. 
He started to eat and then mum pulled up and saw what he was eating and sprinted in, grabbed his bowl and then called the vet and kept ignoring me while I asked what was wrong. She also called my sister who cycled from the lake, left in the middle of rowing and the vet pumped the horse's stomach. He's fine now and I apologise but they are pissed at me for an honest mistake. Am I the arsehole? Oh my god, what is wrong with this girl? They explicitly said, and she says that as well, so she obviously understood that they'd explicitly asked her not to feed the horse. And she even says that it's happened before. She said um, that they explicitly said, don't let me make his food because I messed up her horse's feed last time. Oh my gosh, then why the heck is she doing it again? And five minutes, five minutes. So she got him sorted, got his feet picked out, and she couldn't wait five minutes before feeding him. It's ridiculous, honestly. And she must have fed him quite a bit of, of sugar beet as well, because, I mean, we use speedy beet, which is exactly the same thing with just less, less sugar in it. Um, and it does expand very fast to four times the size, like she said. But even then, if it was just like a handful, that wouldn't affect the horse. This, because that would have just expanded to, you know, a slightly smaller size. It would have still expanded a fair bit, but not enough to cause any significant damage. But for it to need its stomach pumped, oh my god, she must have fed it like, you know, a, a good couple of those massive scoops or something. Because... To, to need its stomach pumping after eating some of that is is quite bad. <laughs> so, yeah, they are pissed and for an honest mistake. An honest mistake. They explicitly asked this girl not to feed the horse. She is a massive asshole and should be very much apologising big time and saying she'll never do it again. I don't think I, I would even allow her down at the yard again, to be honest. If someone did that to one of my horses, I would be absolutely livid. And I'm sure of some of the people who are listening now, you guys would be livid as well, because that's just so bad. But I don't understand because she knows that they explicitly asked her not to do it. So to do it anyway, just to save a couple of minutes, it's just ridiculous. I, I don't understand people sometimes, honestly. The more I read of these kind of things, it just makes me sort of just, just dislike people a little bit more each time and really question how bright we are, you know? They say humans are the most intelligent race, but I really... Uh, stories like this really make me doubt that. <laughs> There's also an edit in which she says, The other horse was a different horse a few years ago who I gave alfalfa instead of cubes. My sister is also cross because she had a huge competition on Friday, which she wanted to do and paid for and now she can't. She also trained this horse from being two years old and he's now nine. Oh my gosh, this poor sister has lost out on a big competition as well. and um, That must be gutting, especially since she's worked with the horse herself. This is ridiculous. Honestly, I don't understand why she... I mean, I'm I'm assuming, I'm hoping she's apologised because it's clearly her fault. She's clearly the asshole. There's a second edit as well and it just says, Guys, I love this horse and I've known him for seven years. Obviously don't love enough to wait two minutes whilst they feed him after they pick you up though, do you? Oh my goodness. Some of the comments say, 
Let me get this straight. You messed up the horse's feed once already. We're explicitly told you weren't allowed to feed the horse and then did it anyway, which resulted in the horse having an emergency. Is that right? How on God's green earth do you think you aren't the asshole? Which I I could not say better myself, honestly. Uh, there's no debate in this one. If you don't think this girl is the asshole, you're just wrong. <laughs> you're just wrong. <laughs> I someone else put. I hesitate to call a thirteen-year-old an asshole, but you were definitely wrong here, and the horse paid for it. Follow the rules in future. They're there to protect you and those in your care. Absolutely. So let's hope this girl finally learns from this mistake. If you can even call it a mistake, God, she knew exactly what she was doing, really. Anyway, let's move on from that one before I get too angry and uh, start imagining it happening to my own horses and imagine what I would do to the individual responsible. <laughs> let's move on. So on to our next one, and that is, am I the arsehole to refuse the offer of two horse riding lessons for my daughter for her birthday? I am the arsehole to refuse the offer of Oh, it says, sorry, it says, am I the arsehole? Am I the arsehole to refuse the offer of two horse riding lessons for my daughter for her, for her birthday? My daughter is nearly 10. She has always loved horses. We do not live in a rural area and we do not have access to stables and we are not horse people. We do not know anyone that owns slash rides horses and in, a general, and in general are not in that community. My daughter has ridden a horse once at a fair about five years ago and a couple of times through a friend of a friend of a friend. She's mad on them. She has been known to cry, shout, go in vile moods and generally get really upset about why she can't have a horse. She goes online and says, I found a horse for £250. Yeah, the horse. Then there is stable fees, food, hay, schooling, vet, insurance, farrier, equipment, etc., which can run into the thousands. Money we simply do not have. We have looked into riding lessons, but they are £40 for 30 minutes. You do not learn how to tack up, groom, or muck out. Therefore, I don't feel that this is a good use of £40. You're literally let in, given a helmet, and then put on a horse. It may not seem a large sum of money, but in this day and age, where we are struggling with food, let alone birthday presents, it really is. We have told her that if she wants a horse, then she will have to get one when she's older, when she has her own job and can afford to buy and keep one. Anyway, aunts have asked if they can pay for two horse riding lessons, which to me is completely pointless as she won't actually learn anything and will cause all of these age-old issues with wanting a horse to resurface, which will only upset her again. It will go on for months. The moaning, the crying, the unfairness of it all, why are we so poor, etc. For my daughter's mental health, I just don't think it's a good idea. They can get her anything else but that. But they say I'm being unreasonable, yet they do not have to put up with her attitude and crying. As her parent, I would hope they would accept and respect my reasoning, but they are not. Who's in the right here? Okay, so this, it's a difficult one because obviously as horse people, obviously they, they're saying they're not horse people, which not many are when you first start to ride. Not many people who learn to love horses come from a horsey background. I didn't. I have um, an auntie and a cousin of mine who like horses, but 
we didn't spend that much time together when I was younger. Um, it was only my mum who took me to a few riding lessons where I fell in love with it. So I completely understand where they're coming from. And to cut, like a very clean cut answer is if the mum says no to the gift ideas from the aunties, then that has to be respected. Like it's her decision. She knows her daughter the best and these aunties don't have to go on with with everything else that will happen. Obviously, she's saying that it will cause a lot of upset and it'll be damaging for her daughter's mental health to, with the disappointment and everything. So that's totally the mum's call. And I think with a clean cut version of this story, that's definitely the answer here. Like she's not the asshole, and the aunts need to respect that decision. But I do also think there'll be other ways for the daughter to get involved with horses if she really wanted to. And you can find the right yard. And I don't know how many people do this still because it was something that we used to be able to do when we were kids. But a lot of the time, if she's that into the horses and she really, really wants to get involved, then she will at some point anyway. Because if your love for horses is that strong, then... You're going to find horses wherever you can, and there are ways to go about it without having to spend mountains of money. And obviously, lessons can be really expensive, and you don't often get that much from it, but a lot of these places will allow you to volunteer for nothing, and just go and help out, and do some grooming, and some mucking out, and things, and that might be a really good place for this girl to start, so that she's getting more involved, but having to do the work that isn't just riding, so that she understands what it takes to actually keep a horse, and then some places will even allow you a little bit of riding when you're doing a certain amount of work for them, almost in sort of repayment, even if it's just like hacking out or something like that, which may be a really good alternative for her to begin with. And then obviously when she reaches a certain age, again, I'm not sure, oh, she's nearly 10, so she's only nine years old. So maybe when she's a couple of years older, that might be a really good option for her to go and help out and do what she can there. Or maybe find a friend who has horses where she could go and ride a little bit with them. I know when I was younger, I had a lot of friends that would come round and ride Dreamer with me and we'd have a lot of fun doing that. So I think if she could find a friend like that, that would be great or do some volunteering when she's a little bit older. But at the end of the day, she'll be able to get like a little job maybe when she's about 12, 13, if it's just like a pot washing job somewhere or something, or even a little job at the yard that she maybe volunteers at and then she'll be able to pay for her own riding lessons and she could have a lesson a week or a lesson every other week and take the burden off her parents a little bit because the cost of living especially they've they've put it in pounds so I'm assuming they do live in this country so the cost of living in the UK has gone through the roof so if they're struggling to afford to feed the family and stuff and keep up with all the other bills, which she mentioned at the end, is that they're struggling, it said the poorness and they're struggling with food and things like that, then horses is definitely not on the, on the table, you know, for, for a little while. And horses are very expensive. So it's understandable that riding lessons are a lot to ask. And I mean, £40 for 30 minutes. That's what she said. They are £40 for 30 minutes. 
That's mental. <laughs> Who's charging £40 for 30 minutes? I charge £30 for an hour in a group lesson and 50 for an hour in a private lesson. This is 30 minutes. That's half of that time. That's insane. So, and, and these riding schools really need to up the game with allowing people to learn how to actually do things. So, at my riding school, we encourage people to come slightly earlier and learn to groom and tack up themselves and they stay behind after and learn to do their feet and untack and care for the horses after and they learn what they eat and all the different things to do with them. And if they stay throughout the day, particularly on a weekend, then they get to do some mucking out if they want to, some filling of hay nets and some general horse care leading them to and from the fields. Again, it's completely optional. But most people, if they're really into horses, want to do these things. So it's an option that they choose to do. And I think it's ridiculous that in this day and age, we still don't have any places, you know, many places, I should say, that actually allow people to learn what they need to learn about horses in order to one day have a horse of their own. But yeah, I don't think they're the asshole at all, because at the end of the day, it is their decision as to whether their daughter is allowed to go for riding lessons or not, especially at nine years old. They said she's she's not even 10 yet, she's nearly 10. So at nine years old, that little girl is too young to really understand in depth the problems that people face financially and why she can't have riding lessons. So, you know, giving her a couple and then not being able to give her any more is going to cause problems because she's not going to understand that it's because they can't afford it, even if she's told they can't afford it. A nine-year-old child may struggle to understand where money goes and what happens to it because little kids just tend to like hear your salary or something and be like, oh my god, that's such an astronomical amount of money. And they don't understand that that salary disappears very, very, very quickly on council tax and food and water, gas, bills, cars, anything like that. It's very, it, it pretty much disintegrates. Um, so, but a kid doesn't understand that. They just think, well, why aren't you getting me these lessons then? So I completely agree with the parents here and I, I completely agree with what they've said. And I think the ants are in the wrong because they, they should respect her and, and they should allow her to make that decision. It's fair enough to offer the lessons in the first place because they've obviously thought, oh, well, the little girl likes horses. So, you know, that would be a good gift for her. But when they're told no, no means no, and they should just give it up. But yeah, like I discussed earlier, I think there are ways in which they can bring horses into their daughter's life in the future and in, you know, even in a few years to come when she's a little bit older and in a, in a way that's a little bit more manageable for them financially, but still allowing her to sort of follow those, follow those dreams of being around horses. Because at the end of the day, like we said, if you do love horses that much, then you'll find a way to be around them anyway. Okay, so moving on to our next one. And it says, am I the asshole for making light of my grandpa's unpleasant experience with horses? I, 18 female, took some horseback riding lessons and went riding for the first time this week, and my parents and grandma went with me. I was surprised grandma came, but not grandpa. Usually, if one comes, so does the other. I was told grandpa supports me, but never wants to see a horse again. 
I assume it had something to do with a story I'd heard about his military service that my dad told me a couple of years back when I asked. I guess he served in a cavalry unit in an African conflict in the 60s-70s. They all left Africa after the war. And apparently he must have done something wrong or disobeyed his superior officer at one point. He was spared any serious punishment but was disciplined by riding under tail in the return journey and then discharged. I had asked what that means and it sounds just like being made to ride sort of upside down and backwards, facing backwards with some of your weight on the horse's lower back, a little more sprawled than usual riding, but with your neck slash head bent off the back of the horse and tucked around under the horse's tail with a bind to keep you that way. I guess the horse still had no problem going back since it was surrounded by other riders in the normal upright position. I never thought much of it. It sounded like a funny pose, but I guess I could see how it's unpleasant when your fellow servicemen arrive back proud and upright and you're in that position. But when I was riding, at one point I sort of mimicked that position, brackets the horse was standing still, and turned around on it and practiced balancing as my upper half was sort of bent down and around off its back for a second and said, look, I'm grandpa. I meant it was just I meant it just to be a joke, but my grandma, who's usually hard to anger, got more angry than I've ever seen and said there's nothing to joke about and that's a very serious thing. I was kind of perplexed. Compared to what can happen in military, this sounded very mild, and the mental image is sort of funny. I guess maybe I could have known better since he wouldn't even come watch me ride, but how could I but how could just that have been enough to make him never want to see a horse again when he liked them before? I said sorry and it was a joke, but I can tell she's still angry at me. Am I the arsehole? Oh my god, this girl is unbelievable. What a flipping asshole! And she's 18! She's 18. Like, this isn't a young child who doesn't understand things. This is an 18-year-old woman who should understand how circumstances can affect people and how deeply this may go for him and bless him he sounds lovely like he was she, he normally comes everywhere to support her and he's he's told her that he supports her but just doesn't want to see a horse again which is absolutely fair considering what he went through that sounds like a really really traumatic event i mean and she said it it would must be difficult. Where did she say it? She said, oh yeah, it must be unpleasant when your fellow servicemen arrive back proud and upright and you're in that position. It's not even just that. Like, can you imagine? You don't know how long he's in that position for. He's under the horse's tail, depending on what gender the horse is as well. He's not only gonna get, like, shat on by the horse, but he's also maybe even gonna get peed on by the horse as well. Like, it's a really debilitating thing to happen to you in a very scarring and traumatic event and you're gonna come back it's gonna be incredibly embarrassing and just awful in every way and you're tired in that position that is it's it's like it's torture it's literally torture and it sounds like it's affected him really badly and that's why he very validly doesn't want to see a horse again and whether that is something that he will 
over time get more comfortable with seeing horses from a distance and learn to just appreciate them as just animals there again whether he can make it through that part of his trauma to get to that extent is one thing but you know i completely understand why he he couldn't go with her and for her at 18 years old to do what she did and put herself in that position to almost mock her grandpa who served in the military in front of her grandma who obviously knows what the granddad went through is just absolutely vile this girl is terrible and the fact she doesn't understand really she doesn't seem to understand how you know how awful that was for him and how scarring that must have been for him and how not funny that is i mean i'm british and british people normally have the most sarcastic and crude sense of humor and i think we're globally known for that fact <laughs> for having a really poor sense of like a, a great sense of humor in a way but also a very poor sense of humor very crude um even I would not go anywhere near to touch someone's, you know, like, to, to put myself in that position to mock someone's traumatic experience. That's horrific. Now, over to the comments, someone said, You're the asshole. Now stay in the position with your face on the horse's ass for several hours while it continues to defecate and urinate. Is it still a funny pose then? Regardless, making a joke about someone's traumatic experience is always an asshole move. Is it possible to bind someone in this position in a way that would stop them from even wriggling their face out of the danger zone? How would that even work? There's nothing to attach it to, is there? And then they replied, Sure, if you bind someone diagonally, crossing over the rear of the horse, round the legs, and then round the back of the saddle. But, oh my goodness, I completely agree. It's not a funny pose at all. And making a joke about someone's traumatic experience is always an asshole move. Of course it is. And this is just awful i honestly i don't want to speak about this girl anymore because she's really annoying me and she is a massive asshole and if we go back if we scroll to the top yeah reddit deemed that she was the asshole as well there isn't an update on that post thank goodness because i really i don't want to read it <laughs> she sounds like she's not worth the time of day at the moment and she really needs to grow up at 18 years old she needs to grow up and start realizing that she needs to respect people's traumas and expect respect people's experiences and respect people as people and just you know grow up and uh start treating people with more respect so because you know that's just that's just horrific and i think if she was the daughter of that woman that we discussed earlier she should be mucking out 13 year old girl stables <laughs> okay so we're on to our last couple of stories now so this one says am i the asshole for not letting an overweight girl ride my aging horse Okay, so I had two friends over yesterday to my house. One of them is about as tall as me, at, at five foot five, and pretty skinny. Let's call her Ruby. And my other friend is probably around five seven, and she's my friend. I'm not trying to be mean, but she is fat, and she knows it because she said she said it before. Let's call her Amber. Anyways, we go outside and I have two horses. One is a very big horse and needs an advanced rider because he'll misbehave and spook a lot. My other horse is older. He's 20 years old. For a horse that's kind of old, not that bad, about 55 years in human years. 
I let Ruby get on my 20-year-old horse, who is also kind of small, a few inches taller than my than a pony. I get on my larger horse because I know that I can handle him. Amber said she would rather stay back and just chat with my brother and play with the goats. I was kind of relieved because I didn't have a horse for her to ride. Ruby and I went on a short ride in the woods, maybe 20 minutes, and came back. When we came back, this is how the conversation went. Amber. Okay, I want to try riding a horse. Me. Uh, I don't know, they're probably pretty tired. Maybe next time, Amber. Amber. Nah, that's a lie. You've told me you've gone on trail rides for hours. Let me just ride the 20-year-old around. Me. Um, Amber, I think he's too small, and he's pretty old. Amber. Well, let me ride the big one, just to try. Me. I don't know if that will help with your fear of horses. He'll probably book you off, and you might get hurt. Amber pushes past me to try... (laughs) Amber pushes past me to try and get on my 20-year-old, and Ruby is just watching. I push her away from him. Me, you cannot get on him. You are way too fat. He's too old, and you can seriously hurt him. I'm not going to let you break his back, and you can get on my... My, and you can't get on my other horse because you have no idea how to ride. So just back off. That's when Amber goes on to say about how we're fat calling and I'm so fake and that I'm just being a petty bitch. Then she calls her mum and gets picked up. Ruby said that I was being an arsehole and I should have let her get on for a second and I should probably text her to apologise, but I'm going to put my animal's health before her. Am I the arsehole for doing what I did? Okay, so I understand this story from both points of view because obviously to cut a short to make it into a short story, she's invited these two friends around. One is too heavy for either of her horses, well, it's certainly her older horse and if the bigger one is naughty and this girl has a fear of horses, then obviously that's not the best way to go either. Um but then she has kind of fat shamed this girl as well um and also why if you're inviting two friends around she knows these two friends obviously has met them before she knows their sizes and that in comparison to the horses that she can ride why bother riding at all if i invited two friends around and only one of them was able to ride my horses and the other one wasn't able to do it at all i just wouldn't allow either of them to ride we just wouldn't ride because one of them is going to feel left out and is going to probably feel a little bit fat-shamed if you say that they're too heavy, even if you're being completely honest, um, you know, because some people are too heavy and, of course, the horse should always come first. That's not the part where she's wrong here. Um, You know, she's putting a horse first. That's fine. That's okay. That's completely understandable. But why bother riding at all? Honestly, if you've got two people that are coming round and not both of them can ride, it's not safe for both of them to ride together, um, or you can't take it in turns because one of them isn't able to ride either of the horses, then just don't ride. Do something else. Go out. Do something. Just hang out for a bit. You don't have to ride the horses. You can do other things with them. Or, you know, just just don't bother riding them because it just creates problems if you can't let both of your friends do the same thing but then looking at it from the other angle the other girl sounds like she handled it really really terribly and the horses do not belong to her 
at all. They, they, they're not hers to choose whether she can ride them or not, and it's not fair of her. She said at one point she pushed her out of the way to go and get on the 20-year-old horse. That is just so wrong. Like, you can't, you have to respect people's opinion. And she did that. To me, she's more of an asshole because, yes, the OP should not have let either of the girls ride. Like I said earlier, that's not what I would have done. I wouldn't have let either of them ride and we'd have just done something else. But this other girl did barge past this, um, what did she call her in here? Amber did barge past and try to get on the old horse before OP shouted at her and essentially called her fat. So I understand that kind of like quick reaction. Um, cause if someone tried to, if completely disrespected your opinion and then just barge past and tried to get on your horse after you told them no anyway, you are gonna snap. You'd have to be a really, really cool and calm collected person to not snap. So I completely get why she's, you know, jumped out at her and like, yes, she should not have fat shamed her in any way, shape or form, but I can understand the sort of volatile reaction if she's, if she has genuinely... Obviously, we can't see what actually happened, but if she has genuinely shoved her out of the way and tried to get on the horse anyway after she said no, then that makes this Amber girl a massive arsehole. And, you know, I think the volatile reaction was was just a natural response to that circumstance. So, yeah, I think both of them are kind of in the wrong in this situation. Probably the Amber girl a little bit more, but I think the whole situation could have been avoided completely by the OP by just not allowing them to ride <laughs> so yeah one of the comments says come on you were terribly rude it's also kind of seems like you like you would have excluded your friend from this activity if your brother hadn't been there she sucks for trying to push past you yeah so she's saying that she was really rude obviously and like we said they shouldn't be doing the activity if neither of, if they both can't take part so there is an update she put Okay, so I tried to respond and read most of your comments, but there was a lot, so I didn't get all the way through. Thank you for everyone's insight, though. I text Amber, telling her I was sorry for going off on her and saying that um, I was saying that it was pretty messed up, that maybe when my bigger horse is better trained, we can go on a trail ride sometime, just with both of us. She texts back, saying that she was just about to apologise for being so pushy and that he's obviously a pretty small horse and should have and I should have respected and she should have respected what I told her that it would be great if she could start learning how to groom and tack up horses also for everyone saying that I shouldn't be inviting people over because of covid-19 me amber and ruby have lived next to each other forever and pretty much live in each other's houses also for people who were looking at my post history saying I was 13 I'm 16 and that post was made for my little sis okay so I also then think they're a bit of an asshole for, this was obviously during COVID in the worst of it, for hanging out together anyway, because even though they live next door to one another, it might still be a really quiet rural area. They're going to be going to the shops and getting stuff. They're going to be exposing themselves to people in any way, shape or form, and then just passing it on to each other. So they're still assholes because they're not obviously taking the proper COVID regulations and cautions seriously. So 
they're still assholes. So yeah, everyone sucks. They really do in this story. Everyone sucks. Everyone is in the wrong. Um, and yeah, I'm glad they've managed to resolve the initial situation, but yeah, they just, everyone sucks. <laughs> Let me know what you guys think on that one as well, because I just think, I don't think there is an asshole in it. I just think everyone, everyone's low-key an asshole in that one, to be fair. Um, no one did the right thing, and uh, all I can say is at least the horses came off no worse for it. So that's the main thing as far as I'm concerned. Okay, guys, so we are on to our final Am I the Arsehole of this episode. And this is a this is a big one, so let's let's get our seats and get comfortable and away we go. Am I the arsehole for refusing to sell my horse? Me, 24 female, and my boyfriend, 26 male, have been dating for around nine months. I've been riding horses since around four years old, when I started taking lessons. When I was 10, I started helping out at this girl at the stable with her horse, Lady. At 12, she told me that she had to sell due to time slash interest and asked me and my parents if we wanted to buy Lady. Luckily for me, my parents were able to buy her and she's been mine ever since. She's my bestest friend and I love her a lot. When I started to date my boyfriend, I was very honest with the fact that my horse takes a lot of time and he was fine with this. When single, I could spend like three or four hours a day in the stable, but as we started dating, I cut this down to about three hours every other day as this is roughly how long it takes me to do all the cleaning, preparing, food, slash riding. I also, most of my friends are at the stable, which obviously means this is a social area for me. The other days, I would not ride and try to spend less time talking, which would make it about an hour. After about six months, he told me I spend too much time at the stable and that I should prioritise my relationship more. And somehow his family got involved and saying it was strange to prioritise the way I did. I wasn't comfortable with this, but I am a bit of a pushover, so I agreed. At first, this meant cutting down time at the stables, but it has evolved into cutting down riding days. Now I ride about two days a week and the rest I'm simply there to do all the chores. All of this as quickly as I can because otherwise I know he'll be... Sorry, I moved the microphone. <laughs> otherwise I know he'll be annoyed and pissed for days and give me the silent treatment. I know my horse isn't really suffering from not being ridden as often as before, but I still feel very guilty that I'm always rushing around her. Then last night, he told me it was time to sell Lady. I laughed at him and asked if he was serious. He was. I told him no, and he said I needed to start prioritising this relationship more, and I said I've done nothing but prioritise this relationship. We argued about it, and apparently he thinks I can just put her down as she's old anyways. I was furious at this and told him that was absolutely not happening and I would never sell her. He said that any reasonable person would sell or put their horse down in favour of their boyfriend and the only reason I wouldn't is because I only hang out with other people that are insane horse people. So I come to you, reasonable people of Reddit, am I the asshole? Oh my god, I'm- 
I don't know who this man is, but he needs to be put down. <laughs> he is the worst, and after only nine months of dating, this girl needs to leave him as fast as it would take to euthanize him. <laughs> because it's either either she leaves him or I'm gonna have to euthanize him because Jesus Christ, he sounds like a flipping psycho. Who is this guy? And I mean, she has done everything he asked of her as well that she shouldn't have done. She shouldn't have sacrificed any of her time at the stables. It should have been a case of either he gets involved and comes to the stables and you know, gets involved and see how much she loves the horses and gets to know her friends and gets into that social circle, or he grows up and acknowledges the fact that she's allowed to have her own time and space and hobbies that she enjoys to do without him, and he doesn't have to be involved in everything, and not everything is about him. So, Obviously, she's not the asshole. The boyfriend is a psychopath, and he needs to leave, and she needs to get rid of him as quick as humanly possible if she hasn't already, okay? But there is, interestingly, a rather long update to this story. So my verdict on this is that she's not the asshole and that he is a massive prick, but let's read the update and see how things are going now. Okay, so she's put, first of all, I want to say thank you to everyone who commented and sent me messages. I never thought my post would get as much attention as it did. It was very overwhelming, but again, thank you for your kindness and support. Also, thank you to the people who sent pictures of their horses. All of them are very cute. Anyway, you guys were right. I don't know why I didn't see it myself, but this behavior of isolating me has been going on for a while. He would say it was strange how much time I spent with my family, that adults didn't spend that much time with their family. When I pointed out that he also spent a lot of time with his family, I was imagining and exaggerating things. There was so much going on, and for some reason, I didn't realize it. He would make me feel guilty all the time for the smallest things. Me and boyfriend didn't live together officially because I thought it was too early. But since he had taken a job in the town where I live for me, he convinced me that him staying here during the weeks was a good idea. I feel incredibly stupid for not standing up for myself. I am a bit of a pushover and I guess he realized that if he made me feel guilty, I would eventually give in. And I did. Just so many instances of him pushing my boundaries. Now, the update. I called my brother on Saturday morning, and he came and helped me pack up everything my boyfriend left in my apartment. Then I text my boyfriend to break up with him. Maybe I should have done it in person, but honestly, I don't want to see him again. He called a bunch before I answered. He was confused. At first, he tried to ask me what was wrong, what had happened. He got angry when I told him, saying he can't believe I was breaking up with him over a minor disagreement. And when I said him wanting to kill my horse isn't a minor disagreement, he said I must be misremembering. I eventually hung up, texted him that his things were on, that his things were packed and free to pick up on the first floor of my building any time. Then I blocked him. Haven't heard from him since. I was able to change my locks yesterday, thankfully. Through mutual friends, I got in touch with his ex-girlfriend and we DM'd on Instagram. 
I don't really want to say everything that she's told me as it's not my story to tell, but I will say I'm very happy I got out right now, this early. Since Friday when I posted, I've spent pretty much all day, every day with Lady. My friends and family, I haven't been this happy in months. I can't believe it took Reddit to get me here. For all those worried about Lady's safety, I too am a little worried, but it's eased by the fact that A, he never went to the stable with me, so I'm pretty sure he doesn't know where it is, and B, I, while I live in the country with a, a lot stricter gun laws than the US, the man who owns the stable is a hunter and has assured me, with a wink, that he will keep an eye out for any strangers lurking around. So, I think that is the best possible end to this story. Obviously, this guy sounds like a genuine psychopath, so the fact that she broke up with him over the text, normally I'm the kind of person who's the bit like, oh, you should always tell someone face to face, but this guy sounds ridiculous. He genuinely does sound like a psychopath, so I'm pleased that she's actually broken up with him over text because if he if he's that delusional to think that he can kill the horse and have the horse put to sleep so that he can spend more time with the girlfriend, then who knows what he would do if he was angry when she was breaking up with him in person or whatever. So thank God that that is sorted. And hopefully now she and her lovely horse lady can actually have a lot of time spent together and hopefully that nine months hasn't set them back at all and uh, yeah, they have a nice happy ever after together. Okay guys, so that has been today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed the Reddit stories slash am I the asshole? And if you did, please let me know and I'd love to do more because I really, really enjoy filming these podcasts. I think it's it's so nice of me to it's so nice nice of me. So nice for me to be a bit more sociable and have a bit more of a chat with you guys. Like I like I always say to people, I think I do need to put a microphone um like wig on this thing so that it looks like a person so that I I feel like I am being sociable and speaking to an actual human being rather than this microphone. <laughs> but I am really pleased that you guys seem to be enjoying the podcast so far and I really really hope you enjoyed this episode and like I said if you want me to do more of these I would love to so please let me know and let me know over on Instagram and don't forget to give the podcast a rating if you're listening on a platform that allows you to do that. Again, I am very, very new to podcasting, so I'm not entirely sure how it works. But if you could do that, I would really appreciate it, guys. And thank you very much again for listening. And I will see you very soon with another episode. Thanks. Bye.